Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And recently, just everything going on culturally in the nation, I've been trying to get my news and some commentary from a lot of different sources. Yeah. One of them is Sam Harris. Love that guy. Super popular um think like public intellectual thinker has a podcast called making sense great podcast you should check it out if you haven't great podcast uh but i've run into criticism not really publicly but just people that know me yeah uh like why do you listen to sam harris like he's an atheist one of the four horsemen so proclaimed right right back in the early aughts who are they or knots what do you call the 2000s the noughties the noughties the 80s 90s and noughties (laughs) Uh, he was one of, yeah, I forget where that was dubbed, who did that, yeah. but it's the four Chris horsemen, Hitchin, Christopher Hitch, Hitchens, Richard uh, Dawkins, Dennett? Uh, Daniel Dennett, and Sam Harris. That's it. Yep. That's it. He was the young buck. Of yeah, the, he was of the, the young buck. Yeah. Uh, but now he's, at this point, I think he's like 52 or something. Really? Okay. Something like that. And he looks he, like a Ben Stiller, a very articulate, well-spoken Ben Stiller. Yeah. That's Sam Harris, if you haven't been yeah. introduced to him. Just a very di- what I so appreciate about him and why I listen to the podcast is because of how articulate he is and measured in his speech. Like he's not just ranting unconsidered opinions, mm-hmm. and he's not he's not even this overtly um, charismatic sort of persona it's just here's a reasonable man sitting down to think along with you you know Mm -hmm. and i love that because he kind of walks you through it i view him as someone who loves the truth yes and wants to find it wherever it may be yeah Yeah, yeah. now what's interesting is that him and i have come to a different conclusion on a rather large topic yeah that is whether or not god exists yeah it's a big one that one um so what i wanted to do in this episode is kind of get a little more clarity on what exactly is an atheist or what mm-hmm. it, what claims would be being made there what's the difference between that and an agnostic yep. and maybe some different lessons or implications we can learn about what it means to hold that position yeah and what are yeah what what's exactly the, is being really claimed in each one yeah sure thing yeah uh so where to begin well i guess defining the terms mm-hmm. i think these can be used pretty loosely pretty broadly maybe we start with theism yeah the claim that there is a god that god exists and now typically that will mean some kind of like traditional notion of god like properly speaking theism would be the claim that there is an omnipotent uh or all-powerful all-knowing all-good eternal everlasting being that is unembodied being spirit Ah, temporal. There's like this. There's all these collection of concepts boiled into theism. Yeah. And so when you define it that way, um, you could, you know, there's a long conjunction of properties. Yes. Whereby, if you were to reject any of those, even one of them, then you're no longer a theist. Technically, a theist. Yeah. I think we want to use it a little less specific than that. Yeah. And maybe, um, well, I don't know how you feel about ultimate reality. I love that. Do you? Yeah, I actually do like ultimate reality. As a definition of God? I think so. Because when I, not to derail us too much here, but as a somebody having the human experience inquiring, when I boil down to like, what is it really that I'm searching for existentially? I want to know what's real. That's really what it comes down to. What is ultimately real? And as a Christian, 
that the foundation of it all seems to be this source, God, yeah. sort of it all comes from. But I think ultimately that's what I'm looking for is a bedrock of some kind. What I don't like about calling God ultimate reality. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I do think that's the case. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like about using that term is that I guess it's not super helpful because someone who doesn't agree with me can also use the term. Yeah. Like Sam also, Sam Harris would also think there's ultimate reality. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's matter very and energy. than what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a divine being. Sure. Um, so I don't want to like equate God and ultimate reality in that way. Okay. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah. 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 At least for like the purpose of like trying to get clear on the distinction between the different views. Yeah. You might at the, at the end of the day think that ultimate reality is divine in some way. Yeah. Right. Um, so how do we want to use this term that makes it helpful to classify all these issues? Um, You're still speaking about theism, you mean? Theism. And yeah. for the purpose of contrasting it with atheism so, and agnosticism. Yeah. Great. When I think about theism, sort of the the broadest definition that I could give to theism, mm-hmm. we we went through omnipotent, yeah, all knowing yeah. the, the all narrow those definition. magnificent properties. What yeah. might be the loosest definition of theism that would still tick somebody over into that camp? It for me then there's a a belief in something other than the physical. Uh, I think that's wrapped up in theism, like it might be called the supernatural, but n- naturalism is not presumed to tell the whole story. For the theist, hmm. um, and I think that 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 supernatural reality is personal in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, that because I can imagine, like we have were saying before, we've met agnostics, for example, who might say they're spiritual, and who knows what they mean by that? They could mean a million different things, but it's not clear that they mean there's a personal, immaterial being that seems to tiptoe into theism yeah, for yeah. me, right? I also feel tempted to include some kind of like responsibility clause oh, yeah. into it. Call it providence, sovereignty, or I feel like I want to say the word creator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that something like that is involved with not that, not just that there is the spiritual being out there that um, is personal, yeah. but it's like connected to this yes. reality in some way, yeah. like bears responsibility for it, started S- it, created it. Stewards it, something like that. Yeah. 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 Is involved with it in some way, because you got—we didn't mention, but we've got deism too. Mm-hmm. That, which, is that there is this being, but he's not really interested yeah. in what's going on. He stands at a distance and just sort of watches it unfold. Right, right. Yeah. So that would maybe be a brand of, of theism. Theism Dep- again, depending on how you define these terms. I know some, yeah. like philosophers of religion, would really want to uh, yeah. be more specific on what theism is. But for yeah. our purposes, sure. Yeah. A supernatural reality that's um, extra material or mm-hmm. beyond this kind of uh, realm and moral the space-time coil. realm, yeah, yeah. Um, and has influence over it. Let's say. Yep. Okay, so if that's theism, then ah, theism. To use a there's this atheist uh, Anthony Flew mm. that really wanted to be more precise on how we're using this term and you, like let's just use the prefix ah how it how we do in a lot of other situations like ah moral mm-hmm. just means that it doesn't have to do with the the moral realm it doesn't yeah. mean immoral yeah just ah moral yeah or a or asymmetrical mm-hmm. it is not symmetrical we're not saying anything about what its shape looks like what it it's is just, it's not symmetrical. it's not that yeah, yeah. so 
an ah theist is someone that does not endorse the claim of theism. So the way you said that, I when I'm interacting with folks, I will see them use that definition of... To, they'll first call themselves an atheist. Okay. And then when you ask what they mean by that, they'll say, I don't subscribe to theism. Or I... Um, I don't know if there's a God or they won't make the the other strong claim that there is no God, right? Which Mm -hmm. is an assertion, a claim to knowledge just as much as theism is. Yeah. And just, well, let me take a step back with just what we're doing with these uh, labels. Um, I think it's kind of interesting and fun to horse around with the labels, but in some way it doesn't matter a ton. What Mm -hmm. we're trying to, what here's what we're trying to do. There are a host of different, mental states and attitudes that you can have about these topics yeah and insofar as it's helpful to slap a little word on it that we all kind of get what that means Mm -hmm. then that's helpful to communicate about yeah um so i don't what i don't want to do is like exclude some like maybe really commonplace mental attitude that people have just because i'm so committed to like oh this is what atheism has to mean it's like well yeah someone just may feel like i i I don't, I don't possess a commitment to theism. Yes. Someone might also say, I possess a commitment to the, to the claim there is no God. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, to, I don't know. Is it helpful to quibble over that? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I know what you which mean. one's the atheist? Uh, yeah. Both. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's different ways, like maybe you want to call it a positive atheist versus a negative atheist. Mm-hmm. The positive one would say is making a claim there is no God. Yeah. And is making a knowledge claim. Yeah. Uh, whereas the negative atheist. I don't believe that. Like is an a God. A, more atheist, or maybe you'd rather say a non theist. Yeah. Someone who is not subscribing to theism. Yeah, yeah. So where does agnosticism fit in for you? Or so just, agnosticism, again, maybe there's a positive negative distinction there. Yeah. But it's someone who is making the claim to not possess knowledge in either direction of this issue. Mm hmm. So, uh, I am claiming that I do not know whether God exists and I do not know whether God does not exist. Yeah. And isn't there a stronger form, maybe this is just skepticism, but isn't there a strong form of agnosticism that's like, I don't think we can know if a God exists or not. Yeah. I don't think it's knowable. Uh, So So there's a strong and weak agnosticism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One is, uh, I do not know. Yeah. And the other is I cannot know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Stronger claim. Yeah, it is a strong claim. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that is helpful at all. Maybe, maybe it's not. In, um, what I, yeah, just maybe to reiterate, these are labels that you don't want to like box somebody in necessarily. Mm-hmm. Really try to figure out the person that you're having a dialogue with, like what is their mental attitude. That's what's more important. Then like, are we using the Which word Which camp do right? you belong to? Yeah, right, just, right. Yeah, yeah. So what about like arguments in favor of these positions, either agnosticism or, or atheism? I'm probably more familiar personally with the arguments in favor of atheism because of all the background I did with polemics and apologetics and that sort of thing. Less so with agnosticism, although I'm, maybe there is for the strong agnostic. Maybe mm-hmm. he has arguments that support his strong claim that he can't know something. But And again, this is where that it is kind of important to try to be really clear what we mean by the terms yeah. because like these positions you said, well, which one, like the, the positive atheist that's saying mm. I'm making the claim that there is no God is, you know, 
offering a claim about how the world is yeah. and thus should have some evidence to back up that claim or an argument. Yeah. Whereas the other interpretation like of ah theist yep. or the negative atheist is just saying, I don't subscribe to that claim and thus isn't offering they're not putting anything on the table. Yeah, yeah. They're and actually abstaining from... They don't need yeah. to present evidence because it's not a claim it's, about the world. It's not a they're position. Just, they're yeah. reporting to you something about their mental attitude. Yeah, yeah. So you can you could then ask that person, oh, what what do you think about why... Or what is it about your life experience that led to this moment right now where you find yourself not yeah. having the belief that God exists? Yeah. Um, whereas the other cases. How do you find yourself in the position where you have the belief that mm -hmm. God doesn't exist? Yeah. So yeah, that is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, I mean, we could go for a pretty long time about arguments for both of these, but the argument for the negative atheist, the one who just hap I happened to not have the belief yeah. that God exists, would just be an evidential one. So uh, I don't feel like I've come across enough evidence in my journey so far to suggest that God does exist. Yeah. Which is also something that the, whatever we said, the agnostic, mm -hmm. not soft agnostic. What are we Weak. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> so, hard and soft. Is, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they would be in a similar boat, yeah. yeah, yeah and they could say the same thing. And maybe, maybe what's happening here that some wires are crossed, a negative atheist would include Someone who's an agnostic. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a, it's a Venn diagram there. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. Yeah. And maybe even a deist, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just a non-theist. I'm a theist. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> How about the strong form of atheism? What What are some of the bigger... What's maybe the biggest or a couple of the biggest arguments we might run into? I think Problem of Evil is one that we tackled a couple of weeks ago. And the reason that it is, is and it, that one is probably employing a stronger more robust definition of theism mm -hmm. so when you tack on that ah theism again you have to go back what did you mean by theism if that if that means what you and i kind of agreed on the supernatural being extra physical yep. or beyond the physical and is like kind of involved with what's going on i don't know if there are that many good arguments for positive atheism there mm. and most i think thinkers in the space that would identify as atheists would say as much right just because uh it's it's kind of an impossible thing to prove that it doesn't exist you know yes you just run into the problem of um the absence of evidence isn't the evidence yep. of absence yeah uh and so there's there's really no way for me to showcase that that thing doesn't exist in some way yep. now when you start to tack on extra properties like omnipotence omniscience or omnibenevolence that's yeah. where the problem of evil kicks in yes how can god be all good and allow all this th this amount of evil or this type of evil yep and so that pulls the rug out from under a subscription to that kind of theism yeah so i don't believe that god exists how you're describing god can we or or another one maybe uh sorry to that's okay off. Another one that you'll hear Sam Harris talk about sometimes. He has this cute little, I don't know if it's original with him, but uh, this cute little maneuver of saying, look, even you, Clint, as a Christian, as a you, you are an atheist about Zeus and Thor 
about thousands of gods. Yeah, many that have filled up these pantheons. Yeah. Uh, I have just gone one step further than you. I include Yahweh amongst mm. them of the the non-existent yeah. gods. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting little play on words there. Um, How does that strike you? Well, I think using the term atheism a bit differently there. Yeah. Because I wouldn't. I don't think it's technically right to say I'm an atheist about Zeus because I don't think Zeus is fulfills the concept of God right. meaningfully. Right. It's like the pseudo half person that like sleeps with human beings and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Has children. It's just kind of bizarre. So yeah. it wouldn't really fill my traditional concept of God. Right. Um, there's no there's no reason to think Zeus is all powerful or all knowing or all good. Yeah, by any means. Right. So I'm not an atheist about Zeus. I just, I'm I'm not a believer that Zeus exists. You're agnostic about Zeus then, or you're a soft Zeus atheist. Um. Or you just want to use a whole separate word altogether. I want to use a separate word that doesn't involve claims about deity because right. I don't because Zeus it. has nothing to do with deity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do think that. Right. Yeah. Certainly yeah. doesn't approach ultimate reality. <laughs> right. Does that that definition? Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't view it as like the creator or anything. Even in their own, yeah, their own uh, the Greek mythology, Zeus isn't creator. Yeah. So, can we talk a bit about um, burden of proof, or <clears throat> maybe as an inquirer, what the appropriate starting position is? Hmm. Like, it's all obviously nobody comes out of the womb a blank slate. Like, we're all embedded in a culture. Yeah. So we will probably all adopt one of these lenses unknowingly as we grow up mm-hmm. but assuming for a moment that you you could have a man born apart from his culture what would be the most appropriate starting point should we start by assuming god exists and look for evidence should we start by assuming naturalism and discard any su- look for supernatural evidence or do you start from just the complete agnostic position say i know nothing about this place i am or what's going on here yeah so this philosopher anthony flew that i mentioned a little bit ago uh, wrote this paper called The Presumption of Atheism. Mm. Uh, I think it was 1977 and made a pretty big splash. Tons of articles have been written about it and commented on it. And the basic idea is, uh, yeah, like we should start with atheism, mm-hmm. not positive atheism. Mm-hmm. That that deserves just as much scrutiny as theism. Got it. But in the sense of non-theism um, to just find yourself lacking the belief that God exists mm-hmm. um, or not subscribing to theism, that should be the, starting the default point. starting place. And he draws a parallel uh, from our legal system of the presumption of innocence mm. rather than the presumption of guilt. Um, right. So we just kind of want to, we're waiting on evidence to showcase a difference. To sway here. us either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I seem, I, I mean, I'm fine with that, I think. I, I'm fine yeah. with that in principle. What's tricky is because we are each born embedded in a culture, we all have these biases that are tough to shed. It's tough to ever get to that com- actually neutral inquiring position. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up a theist, I I want theism to turn out to be true. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like, and and so there can be a, a tendency or a bias. Why, why do you want that? Oh, I think it's because it's the map I've been using for 29 years or mm. whatever it is. 
the know? map of meaning. Yeah, yeah, it's it's my chart for the world and has been the way I've looked at the world for so long. It would be destabilizing to yeah. discover that that wasn't true. It would just be like it would be useful if it were true too. Like it would. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd have to spend a lot of energy yeah. if it weren't the case to kind of rebuild a new map. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's this emotional resistance. And I think, frankly, that's true for somebody who's grown up a a hard atheist as Mm -hmm. well. That there's, I think, there's a tendency for there to be some strong emotional resistance to arguments in favor of theism Mm because you don't really want that to turn out to be true. What a hassle that would be to have to upend your worldview and deal with that. So on either side, we don't come out blank slates and it's a struggle to act like one, you know? Yeah. The intellectual virtue of charity yeah. and openness is tough in this arena. When yeah. you've grown up with What do you think the so prescription essential. is for that? What, how do you... Just becoming aware of your own biases, I guess, is a good first step? I think that's a good first step, yeah. And getting into finding a person, a real person that you can engage in yeah. dialogue with. Or actually, no, it doesn't even have to be like sit down face-to-face, although that would be great. I mean, I would love to do that with Sam Harris. But in insofar day, as... <laughs> one day and so far as uh you know i can hear his thoughts on this matter through yeah. a podcast or youtube or something so, and yeah it's helpful to hear another person's perspective that also po- possesses at least to some degree these intellectual virtues yeah 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 i do think that yeah recognizing your own bias is a good first step next step is to enter dialogue you know like if you are a lover of truth Mm-hmm. then you have to enter into dialogue with people who disagree with you mm-hmm. and expose yourself to their ideas, try to present the strongest form of their argument that you can. JP talks a lot about that, like steel manning the other person's argument. Yeah, like I like make, that term. Yeah, making sure you really understand where they're coming from in the strongest possible terms and then see, it does it convince you or can you knock it over? And if it's knocked over, hopefully both of you learn something, you know? But entering into those conversations with that intellectual charity, I think, is the best thing you can do yeah, yeah. to grow it that way. And what I like about the Anthony Flew position, the presumption of atheism, mm. is that it embraces what I think is a really useful uh, and correct starting place for epistemology or the study of knowledge. Yeah. And that's evidentialism. That evidence comes first. Like, mm-hmm. fi- just be in pursuit of evidence. Don't yeah. believe something that you don't have evidence for. Yeah. And then believe things when you do have evidence for them. Yeah. Um, just putting evidence front and center in the pursuit of truth and, and knowledge. It's funny that that needs to be said or that that needs to be talked about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, do we, we just don't do that oftentimes? Uh, so, I mean, f- this might just be old-fashioned at this point, but I think for a while in the like 16th, 17th century you had fideism was on the rise Mm. or um, that the things of God and spirituality were totally beyond um, the realm of evidence. And Mm -hmm. so just kind of let the faith apparatus run wild and right. You don't really need evidence for these kind of claims. Yeah. 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 Um, But (laughs) I just don't find that to be super persuasive. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and you are a theist and you look around and you don't know a single atheist or you're not in conversation with Mm -hmm. somebody who thinks differently than you, um, scan your social spheres and your relationships and 
And I, I would challenge you to enter in, grab lunch, grab coffee with somebody and ask them. You'd be surprised where, where you, you can find from? them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we were at lunch the other day. Uh, yeah. I guess it was before the pandemic now. Yeah. But we're just sitting at a, a local tavern and kind of overheard some old dudes talking in the corner and they were agnostic and atheist. Yeah. Discussing life and, so, and spirituality. You know, and- we kind of stepped out of our comfort zone and did something a little bit socially weird and just kind of turned around and said, like, hey, we... We were kind of eavesdropping a little bit. Heard you guys talking about it, and just kind of we talked up for like a, thirty minutes. That was yeah, great. Struck up a conversation. It yeah, was good. It was very friendly. Certainly friendlier than in the YouTube comment section. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably not the place to try right. to have these discussions, or even on Facebook, really. Like now, another piece to this that I think uh, I don't know if it's implied from the presumption of atheism necessarily, but another filament of this, at least that I've come to be persuaded about Mm. is the rationality of atheism agnosticism and theism yeah so not the most popular view ever but i i think i'm coming from the position that all three of those positions could be you could be rationally justified in believing any of those yeah right which may strike you as odd that you could be rationally justified in thinking that opposite claims that one person could be justified in this claim that is the opposite of this and is, one. Are you saying that based on each person's personal evidence that they have encountered throughout their life? Like somebody who hasn't seemed to have much evidence for God or would say, I have never had a spiritual experience, you know, I just find myself not to be theistic on those grounds. Whereas somebody who has claimed to have a bunch of spiritual mm-hmm. experiences maybe needs to explain those a different way and has evidence in their mind for theism is that i am i am saying that yeah Yeah. so that's what accounts for it yeah that's right you're available evidence yeah so yeah i i could easily see someone that uh and again so if you okay a certain (laughs) brand of atheist would discount or give a alternate explanation for your religious experience that you're counting as evidence right that's not what i'm saying that that's not what's going on where you have to um you don't have to suspend your disbelief that that uh is a thing that can occur yep. for somebody yep what you're saying is that it's at least possible that both sides could be rational in their justification yeah um so like for me i i think i can easily imagine someone if if god were to exist mm-hmm. and god has or wants to reveal himself to human beings in ways that are private and not public, then it could very well be the case that some individuals have more evidence for God's existence than others. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Just the way their lives have unfolded is, mm-hmm. has led them to different conclusions. So, and another uh, pressure point that this, this pushes on is... Uh, the whole project of natural theology. Yeah, which we and did an episode on. We did. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. And kind of that project is su- to suggest that God has uh, done some general revelation. You could find out that God exists by enough careful study of the observable world mm-hmm. or even from your armchair, just in your thought life. Yeah, You could search uh, through proper philosophical means to discover that God exists. Yeah. If that's if that project is not misguided, like that's a successful thing, then it doesn't really make sense that atheism could be rationally right, justified because the 
rational armchair philosopher would arrive at the conclusion that God exists. Right. Yeah. But if you don't think that those arguments work, it makes space for all the positions to have be rationally justified. And so for you to hold your you don't think the natural theology uh, project succeeds. I don't happen to. Yeah. yeah. And what I what I like, not this isn't a reason to think that I'm correct about this, but yeah. what I like about the position is it's helped me have it's helped me treat people that think differently than me on this topic far more charitably, yep. approach it with more humility. Um, it's not as cut and dry. Yeah. As it, or, yeah. or just that um, it's not within my power to convince them. Yeah. The evidence that you need, I think, or that God would be interested in giving to human beings is not something that Clinton can just give to you. Yeah. It's an experience of yeah. God's divine love and your conscience. Right. Um, yeah. And if you haven't had that for whatever reason, yeah. then yeah, you might be justified in your certain brand of atheism or agnosticism. Yep. So I think that helps me like approach conversations more charitably. You know? Yeah, absolutely. When you when you start the conversation by not thinking this person is clearly misguided. Yeah. You know, not like, only are they wrong, but they should think that they're wrong. Yes, right. But I'm dropping that second one. That they should. Think I happen to think that their position is incorrect. Yeah. But I don't. But you can't blame them for holding it. No. Yeah. And if I were in their shoes, I would think the same thing. Yes. But right. if I had their available evidence, yeah, then I would. But I have my different available evidence that I'm going off of. Yeah. After all, it's the only one I have. Yeah. And That's what we're all doing, yeah. actually. <laughs> and I've come to the conclusion that I think God exists. And I should yeah. entertain my you know, atheist agnostic brother who's suggesting like, hey, Clint, be careful. You shouldn't like test test the spirits, yeah, you know, right. don't automatically assume that just because you had a special feeling in your chest in a worship service mm-hmm. that well, there is this deity out there. Like, isn't that much more easily explained in another way? Yeah. And like, yeah, I want to take on that argument and think through it. But um, yeah, I think we're all just kind of responsible for handling our own available evidence and so another way yeah. of putting this, uh, I don't look down on intellectually or mm-hmm. um, as a thinker, Sam Harris, for being an atheist. Right. Like I, no. I genuinely think that he's doing his best with the available evidence that he has. Yeah. Uh, and I would even go further and say it, it could very well be that actually he has more justification for believing theism than I do. Hmm. It's just with the different um you mean atheism no i meant theism you sam has more justification for believing theism than you do i'm saying that could be the case but isn't ascribing those experiences to god or that god bestowed them i see what you mean there's another explanatory story i mean if you know i mean look into sam's story i mean that dude has done quite a bit of exploration yeah. into the contemplative he, he practice. teaches spiritual contemplative he has a whole app designed yeah. to awakening spiritually so right and he gives a like an atheistic naturalistic yeah. spin on like the underpinnings of that yeah. i would give a different interpretation of what's going on right um but that is that is fascinating he, he, that's what has always not to turn this into just a podcast yeah. where we talk about sam but that's what's always been so intriguing to me about him is rather than a total rejection of all things spiritual, mm-hmm. like you often get, um, 
from self-proclaimed atheists. He seems one who doesn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. His his explanatory story is different, but the the phenomena, the the experience, that sort of thing, he's still very much interested in and willing to talk about and explore practice, spiritual practice. So mm. he's a really unique. He's in a unique spot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not as hard as some atheists would want him to be, and he's yeah. not as spiritual as the like Christians I, would want him to be. If I were, <laughs> if I felt comfortable speaking freely, uh, I hope to, that you no, do. No, if like to him in that oh, moment, yeah, yeah, I would. I would suggest, like, I think you have experienced God. Right, right. But you're just not. We have different names for it or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. yeah, I think that's all I really wanted to get to with that. And for sure, there's probably more to talk about with it. But just, I hope that's helpful to kind of think more, think more clearly about what we mean by those terms. Don't feel like we have to box people in with a label. Try to get out what's going on. Yeah. in their mind or soul that's just good life advice yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> and then let's worry about the labels yeah. later yeah. yeah if they're at all helpful and if yeah. they're not helpful ditch them <laughs> right right yeah so yeah if you've got something to add to the conversation we'd love to hear from you well you're welcome to join the conversation you can do that by leaving a comment on this video or writing into the show at open or email us open to at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and interact with your questions and and comments as well and just so you know, we do have a weekly blog if oh, yeah. you like to read about ideas rather than just hear about them. Yeah. Uh, that comes out every week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So be sure there's a little link uh, below this video and on our website just to sign up. It'll only be one email a week. but Yeah, you're not getting a, spanned. No, no, no. It's a it's a three to four, five minute read on the topic of the week. Yeah. Just kind of get your And we're not trying to thinking. sell you anything. It's content you want. It's just yeah. interesting philosophical musings. So right. yeah. sign up. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be better for it. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Stay curious. See ya.